sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. And welcome, folks. It's Friday. Friday fun. The sun is shining. I just spent yesterday down in Clara Lara, and I have to say it was amazing. The last time I was down there was probably maybe 40 years ago when it was a rope and a river. And now it was all decked out. It had uh, barbecue areas. People were laughing, joking. And it reminded me of what life was meant to be about. Life is meant to be about fun, laughter and joy. Strange things are happening in the world and strange things are happening in Ireland, especially with the vote that's going and the segregation that's coming along. And I hope people can just step back and not listen or take any of this nonsense in and reflect on compassion, love, joy and happiness for each other. It's summer. The road ahead is unknown. There's going to be a bit of chaos, but we have to remember that we are all human beings. Simon, how are you? You're right. You're talking of Clara Lara, Joe. The last time I was there was about 2002 with my young daughters. They were about two and three at the time. And there was a pond and there was a zip line. I remember dropping into it and it was like we were flailing around in a puddle of mud, basically. But it was great fun. And uh, that sums up the next 20 years of my life, flailing around in a puddle of mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't really, I think you can't really get too involved with everything that's going on because you could probably go crazy. I think you have to find space for yourself. And so, I, mean, I didn't have my phone with me or anything. And it was just nice to disconnect yeah. from everything out there. Totally disconnect on it. Yeah. No, I mean, just talking about, I mean, Lee probably doesn't, it's not fully aware because our guest is from the UK, but there was a bill overnight in the Irish, in the Irish doll, our parliament. And uh, basically you've got a form of state endorsed, for want of a better word, discrimination. So people who are vaccinated will be allowed into restaurants uh, and unva- unvaccinated won't. And it'll just be very, very interesting, Joe, oh. to see how this plays out. The, the government have set out their stall, and I don't really know where this is going to end up. So watch this space. Well, Simon, do you know why they did it? The, well, the reason why they went after the pubs, because under our constitution, and as, as we are sovereign human beings, they can't go after the person. So it's a corporation going after a corporation, a business going after a business. So yeah. that's that's the way it's playing. But anyway, yes, who is our guest today, Simon? Who is our so, guest today? So we have a phenomenal guest uh, from the UK. His name is Lee Foster. Um, he has, who I know well, uh, he has over 30 years experience in business development in hospitality, the motor industry, travel industry, and now runs an amazing network uh, called, called Revitalize Connect, which I know well. Um, he has amazing energy, great sense of humor, um, and just a really great connector. So Lee, it's great to see you. How are you? I'm very well, uh, Simon, and thank you so much to yourself and to Joe for the opportunity to come along this afternoon and have a, a chin wag, have a chat with us both. You're welcome. And uh, I was just saying, Joe, as you went and put the dog out there, that, uh, you know, Lee is just an amazing connector. It's great. It created an amazing organisation. Maybe, Lee, just t- tell us a little bit about Revitalise Connect first up. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, Revitalize began um, in 2017 as a networking event. You know, I wanted to change a bit of the vibe of networking. I wanted to make it more um, 
generally connecting people, having those mutual understandings, having those conversations. And then over the last four years, uh, after being developing the networking event, but also it, it sort of transferred into a business club and then a membership program. And now very greatly looking at it, how it's all panned out, it's turned into a, a global network where I've got connections working online, meeting people from Ireland to Canada to the United States, uh, a real good cross-section of many, many business owners and entrepreneurs from across the globe. Uh, but Revitalize was began to bridge that gap, to find that difference between each other, to nurture and cultivate uh, business relationships over that time do you think that um you know we we everyone is sort of talking about the last year uh, and about how lockdown and how networking and we're all using online um before that it was networking in in hotels or going to gatherings where you'd go in have a quick chat with people you know the business card and then move on it, it was a i i don't i didn't like them myself because it was some sort of like speed dating and you'd be talking to someone and they would be eyeing you up to see if you were relevant. Um, people asking you what your job career is so they then can establish what sort of engagement they would give you or look on your shoulder and get off. Has Is, is that still the sort of the, 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 the framing of what's going on or is, is, is the system that you're using changed? It's changed really, Joe, and I think it's changed in a good way. It's made it a lot more productive working online, meeting people. You know, you've got a, a certain space of time that you're making that virtual connection. What you talked about before there, when people are doing the face-to-face -face and they have the, the business cards and they're shaking each other's hands and having cups of coffee, unfortunately, and I don't mind sharing this, many people have judged the cover before even speaking to somebody. They judged the book by the cover. They didn't delve into the background, the history, the, you know, what make them tick, what they, why they do, what they do it for. Um, I think with the likes of now online, it's made people take more of a vested interest into finding more about the individual. Delving in, as I've mentioned quite recently a lot, is delving into the chapters of their, their background, their history you start to get more of a, a foundation of really learning and nurturing those relationships between each other, finding out a lot more and most importantly, where you can collaborate and support each other. That, that, that's a good, that's a, that's a good segue into my next question, which is about, you know, I've been in a couple of networking groups. I, I had a bad experience in the first one. I had a much better experience in the second one. And my observation is how do you, you know, there, there are introverts, there are people who hog the rooms, there are people who uh, offer things, there are people who take things. How does a networking group ensure that everybody's included, that nobody's excluded, and that, that the lowest common denominator within the group is looked after? Is there a way of doing that within a networking group? I think it is, and it's, uh, and it's a great question to ask that, Simon. And I, I think, you know, not think, I know, when you look at what I've built over the last four years, each individual is their own self right in their business. But what I foster and what I encourage is the, the art of the conversation. Everyone's got a blank canvas. 
you're having that conversation and you're meeting people for who they are and where they came from. But there also has to be a unity through the whole network and understanding from the beginning of this is what the this is what the network's all about. It should be community based. It should be pulling together as a team. You know, you hear the old phrase, together everybody achieves more. You know, many have different levels of hierarchy in networks. Um, Revitalize has one platform yeah. and it's all about individuals. So it's a level playing field in regards to how you can support each other. That's interesting that you have it as a network. And, you know, people do join networks to do business. Um, and if you have everyone on the same playing field, how does that operate with, the, say, the person that's self-employed who's, you know, struggling and trying to find their feet and the person then who's running a business of three million a year plus? Have you got them in this? Are they in the same sort of community? And who's yeah. is it is, 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 is who's winning and who's losing in that? Or does that matter? I mean, there's no such win or lose. It's it's what you put into it. And I think from from somebody having a a large business, have been an entrepreneur, the the small business owner will start a business or someone's just start off on their journey can actually have that thought throughout the network. It's it's about the centralized knowledge of everybody. Everyone's bringing something to the table where they can share it with one another. There's the always thing, something that, sorry, Simon, yeah. The other, the other thing is fun. I mean, I, I came to your session last week and I thought it was the best one I've ever been to, right? And, 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 I, and I feel that because I could see everybody was bought in and the key, I think, was fun. And some of the activities, you had various roulette activities where the kind of blind dates, everybody had to go into a room and talk to somebody new and, uh, that's great, you know, that element of fun, that humanness, because I find that some of this networking stuff can be really dull. You know, you come along each week, you talk, you present, you listen. If you're lucky, you listen. A lot of people switch off, but you you make it fun and entertaining and live. Explain that a bit more. Yeah, I mean, when, when I first launched Revitalize, it was always bringing a different vibe to the room. So when I first launched it in June the 28th, 2017, there's 21 people, teas, coffees, and conversation. That's where it began from. The thought behind it was to revitalize your month, but to bring people together in conversation. And even when I did the live events, I used to do a thing called flash your business. So it was like 30 seconds of fame, but it was actually 10 seconds of fame. And I used to run around the, the room with a couple of mic runners and give the mic to Simon. Simon, you've got 10 seconds, stand up and introduce yourself to everybody. Really? Thank you. Joe, you're next. You've got 10 seconds, introduce yourself. Yeah, right, okay. It had that vibe and sort of uh, energetic feel to it. Yeah, yeah. But you've got to have fun. And there's a there's a sense of business and also fun at the same time. You know, there's a common sort of thread all the way through. We're here for business. We're also here to have a bit of energy and a bit of give you that lift in the month. That's what Revitalize was, was brought upon. You know, yeah. having that spark in the month itself. The roulette part of it came from doing the breakout rooms. And then I thought, well, the roulette is a random side of it. So it means that I'm going to put you in a room with somebody now. The twist is you don't know who you're going to meet. So number one, have you got your questions ready? Number two, have you got your appointment book ready? And number three, are you going to schedule in a follow-up call with them as well in that? So, And who are you going to introduce to one another? So you've got to be prepared, ready for this roulette part of it. 
Yeah. And that's the one-to-one -one element to how it works. And you can still do your introduction, your, your one-minute pitch or 60-second intro, but my sponsor members now facilitate that in their breakout rooms. So it makes it more of a close-knit community feel in those different rooms. So the event itself is driven by myself, kept entertaining. I always like to include the members, new members, guests, mm -hmm. speakers, and, you know, speak to people, introduce people, recognize that people are there, and also recognize and show appreciation for the work that members have been doing. There's one thing that I've realized as well, and I don't think a lot of people know this, that it takes a lot more effort, time from you or whoever when you're doing it online than when you're actually doing it in, in say, a hotel room or whatever. Because in the hotel room, it's just a shout and you, everyone does it and breaks it up. But when you're doing it online, it, it, it's, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And multiple things can go wrong. Um, how do you, like, how much time do you actually put into the, into the planning down yourself? There's a, there's a few weeks in advance. I mean, the morning you've got promotion, advertising, marketing. Um, but even the prep, getting the timings, the running order correct, that's a few days in advance, really. It's it's weeks in the making. You know, I have to tweak things at last minute. It happens. Uh, a, plan B, how the events get run. I've got a skeleton that I work everything through. So I, I talk to people about planning for their networking, planning for their conversations, planning for those meetings. I do all that. But I also do a lot of planning and preparing for the events to make sure they're delivered on time, they're running smoothly through. Uh, I think somebody once said to me, I know we're on the voice now, but you went, Lee, all we see is your upper part of your body and we don't see anything else. But then everything just moves swimmingly through. I said, well, what you don't see is I make Liberace on the keyboard. I'm literally playing around with the keys like manic. So you see, it's like it's like a duck under the water. The legs are going 50 to the dozen. But on top, I'm staying stationary. I'm staying still and presenting on that side. So And Lee, <laughs> it's it's just it's just that, you know, just before it happens, the nerves, the nerves are going, okay, are you ready? Have you got this? Let's go with it. You know, that that and that's that psychological playing yeah. with yourself on it. So yeah, it's um it's interesting. So yeah. So, Lee, so, I mean, so what, what brought you to this is the first question. And the second question is, why, why this is a vehicle? You could have done other things. So what brought you to this and why is this your vehicle? Um, I really enjoy helping people, Simon. That's a great question to have. I took a step back. I went through a redundancy in 2016. You know, unfortunately, I came out of a, a company um, and took some time out. And I took some time to reflect on what I'd done over the last fair few years. Um, I've always been involved in sales, business development. Sales is making friends with people. So for me, like I said once before, I never sold a car in my life, but I sold over 30 cars of making friends every month. I made friends every month out of that. It's a great way of looking at it. So for me, when I started doing this was I enjoyed putting people in the right direction, putting people in front of each other that would have some synergy that would be able to support. Now, if business comes from that, great. And, you know, I don't, I expect nothing else in return. It's, I don't mind putting people 
in the right place. If somebody asks me to introduce them to somebody that would help their trap, their business, their journey, their startup, I'll certainly do that for them. Um, now and again, but that's that's where it all started for me was helping, nurturing, supporting people because I've done that for nearly all my career. Yeah. yeah. Simon, networking for yourself, you know, what's your own thoughts of you know networking before you you uh, met Lee? <laughs> it's funny, you know. I used to be the most cynical person about it. I used to hate networking, and somebody in Dublin who I know well would would agree with me because he invited me into his group years ago and it took me a year to pluck up the courage and I did and I went along I didn't like the 6 30 a.m starts you know and so for me networking for me if it, 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 it's more informal it's about building up my own connections um which I've done and for me online has been really handy although having said that Lee's one last week I'd never seen one with that kind of level of fun I mean I honestly think Lee that there's there's some magic in that that more people need to know about because I just assumed networking was cynical, formulaic. It was stuffy people in a room together trying to hard sell. If there's a way of canning that that freedom and that fun and that surprise, I think more people will be attracted to it. You know, I think that's a good point to have as well. It's a great point to have, Simon, because I mean, it's you know, don't get me wrong. There's a there's a there's a place for everything we do in networking. Networking's in the title. You've got to work at it to net what you're doing. And that's hence the networking side of it. I like to use it as a, as a gym analogy. You know, if you go to the gym and you go regularly, you'll benefit from it. If you stick with it consistently, you'll, you'll benefit from it even further. Networking's exactly the same way. You've got to find your balance of maybe two or three things that you'll definitely go to yeah. regularly all the time. The key to networking is the community and it's the relationship that you're building. Yeah. You know, why would you work on one network to move to another and then leave all the relationships you've just built up? That's that's what you um, you see quite regularly happening that way. So you've got to be able to balance those relationships that you're nurturing, you're cultivating, and you've got to be have a look at con- continuity and auth- authenticity within networking itself as well. That's a good point. The continuity. I'm actually talking to two members, Willie and Quentin, this, uh, yep. next, this week and next week. And I think continuity is the main thing. And maybe I'm lazy, but I, I tend to give up quickly when it comes to this stuff, you know. And but I think that's really important. Yeah, I I gave it up a long time ago. I was, you know, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night owl, and you know, the ones, the meetings are half six in the morning, and getting in and having a meeting at half six with oh. a, a cold coffee and and a, and a, a digestive biscuit for breakfast wasn't really my desired start of the day and I sort of I sort of drifted out of them um but but I think the advantage as well which and I've said this to you as well Simon was um was having the radio show on 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 a on a radio station in Dublin where my networking itself became speaking to people on the radio so inviting guests in and you know it's having a chat about those people as well and knowing more about them and that's probably the advantage that we have simon over a lot of other people as well um as as simon oh i forgot to tell you i forgot to tell you 
We were classed as mini celebrities the other day. That's so myself and Simon, uh, someone I was speaking to says, oh, yeah, mini celebrity. Listen to you all the time. There's a great. So. We're, only, we're only mini ones. <laughs> only mini. Mini's, uh, mini's I, better than nothing. I said, yeah. how dare you say mini? <laughs> Lee, I mean, in terms of the revitalized brand, what what I know we were talking about this that you're you know you're planning to pivot and make this more of a consistent global thing. Maybe describe the process that you're going through. Yeah, I've repositioned the revitalized because it started off with being Scotland's most focused network community. It then went to a national network community um, because we have members across the whole of uh, the UK. You know, from Harrogate to Dorset to Aberdeen to further field. Um, I then looked at the island as opening up a separate branch. Now what I've decided to do is bring under under one umbrella as a, a global network because I have a member that's now joined from Canada and we've had guests and people attending the event every month uh, from United States, from West Coast to East Coast, to Australia, to even Europe, you know, from Spain to Portugal and other places to come along and joined us at the event, but then also having a Canadian member who's now joined the membership as such, getting involved with the community and getting actively involved with all the, the sort of sessions and the workshops that I run within the club itself. Um, that's why we position as a global business event now, both global network. Do you do you see you know the way the world is at the moment? Do you see that this is growing as, you know, is there more entrepreneurs coming out? Is there more people that want help? Is there more people that want, you know, networking? Have you seen this sort of skyrocket over the last 12 months because everyone's been on lockdown or what, what's your thoughts on all that? I think lockdown in itself, the, the way it happened, it opened up the geography completely. It breaked the borders for people to speak to one another across a global communication. I think there's always going to be people who are just starting off in their business who are well established in their business. We're always looking for that refreshing reset button, support and knowledge. I think now embracing the online format, there's so many contacts out there now who are tapping in to all these different resources, either looking for business or looking for support with their business. There's a, there's a real need for that, I believe, right now. And I think working on an online platform has made it easier to facilitate that information for everybody across the board. So I, I do believe there's a need for it still, and there always will be. There's always a need of keeping yourself visible, active, and 100% engaged in the conversation. What about somebody who's lacking confidence or shy or an introvert? Um, I know a few around, and they would cringe at the idea of joining a network. And how... Being being the leader of a network as you are, you must almost be like a psychologist. You must be watching the body language in the room, and your responsibility is to make sure that quietest person in the group is looked after. What what kind of things do you look for, Lee? Um, to help to help to help. Yeah, I mean, I have an ambassador team that I've put into place throughout the RBC. So it's it's great joining a club or joining a network or joining an event, and then being left to your own devices and having no structure to it whatsoever. So, for example, maybe on that answer to that question is that when people join the RBC as a, the membership, they always get introduced to my ambassador team. And that's that first one-to-one -one conversation. It just gently brings them into the community, whereas they know they've got all these support links to help. 
Uh, I think we cover nearly every aspect in business where we can support individuals to how they can be helped and nurture that confidence. You know, the accountability network sessions that I've run in the club are in place to keep people on track with their networking activities, but also to share confidence builders in regard to going out there and networking in other networks. So I'm actually supporting other networks within the network itself. Yeah. Mm. I hope that answered the question. No, it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> I, th I think you've got a, we've just a couple of minutes left. Um, what's your own biggest fear? That's a really good, really good question. And I've actually thought about that recently. Um, Apart from dinosaurs, sharks, tigers, but your business. Sharks, sharks especially, Simon. I'll tell you about sharks especially. Um, I think the biggest fear is letting people down. You know, that's that's a big fear to me, and it's always been part. I, I don't want to let people down, and I don't want that to happen. That's a, that's a lot to carry a on your shoulders, that, letting, you know. But that's, that's the industry I'm in, though, Joe, and it's, you know, for me, I like to make sure I'm delivering what people want and need at yeah. the time. Um, and I want to make sure I can deliver that as much as I possibly can, because that's that's a big thing for me to offer people. Um, as I said, across the board, who have joined in all different types of industry sectors and experience and knowledge that's in Brilliant. there. So the network or the community of Revitalize and a few new members have just joined in the last seven days as well. So... I don't think people realize how hard it is to build it and how, how, how much time it takes as well. There's one thing that people have to realize. People start something, you know, I've noticed that people will start something and they're great and they give up after six months because they're not getting the traction. But it takes three, four years to build that. And if you stick with it, it really works. I've, you know, seen like from, from my point of view is, you know, you get excited when you get one people or two people or three, and then when you get 10, and then when you, you start building it up and it's thousands of people then as well. And I used to be all about that ego and, oh, we've got, you know, we have a Facebook page there with 8,000 8, people on the great. It's nonsense, complete nonsense. I'd rather have a group with 50 people that are actually interacting and getting something out of it than a group with, 10,000 people because all it is is just numbers, nothing, nothing numbers. more on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I need to agree with you on that, Joe, actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got to have some substance to it. It's got to, it's got to be able to work. Once you go bigger, then you're adding new teams and you're building in other elements into it to, to facilitate yes. and to support. Um, well, it's but, an, yeah. like my wife has a group with, you know, it's a closed group with eight and a half thousand people and grown organically over a long period of time and there's four or five now admin in it and the work that goes into it yeah it's hard work on it so yeah. lee how do, how do people find out about you and connect and revitalize connect how do they find out about all that really straightforward simon people can connect with me on linkedin you can find me on my linkedin profile lee foster um you can go to the website which is revitalize-connect.com uh, the new website landing page has got everything you need the members directory all the information on the events that are coming up and you can contact me via that way as well. So it's really straightforward, straight to revitalize-connect.com. Perfect. Lee, I'll, even, I'll even stick the virtual kettle on for people to have a virtual cup of coffee with me. That's it. That old, that old, 
I got I did one of them during the week. The tea was very weak. Was it weak? <laughs> I liked that a strong cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Lee, look, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's it's interesting to see that where it's developing and grown as well. And it is something that you know myself and Simon are we've created the the uh, business eye advisory where we're bringing people into a group to coach them and help them make decisions in their business. Um, and there's a bit of planning going in and, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot that goes on behind the scenes that people will never know. So I commend you on that. I commend you on that. On it. So, and now we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back in a few minutes with our business so- showcase, our business showcase. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Well, Simon, what a great guest. A young man, an entrepreneur, setting up a business, getting people to network um, all around the world. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, Lee's a great guy. He brings great energy and honesty, integrity, humility, and fun as well. And, you know, I, I he changed my mind around networking. I was an old cynic about it. I thought it was for stuffy old, you know, de- desperate old shirts. But but, but it, it, he brings real fun and real honesty and humility to it, which is wonderful. You know? Talking about fun and entrepreneurs, we have Anne-Marie Phelan from the Media Cube in Dunleary. And if anyone doesn't know what the Media Cube is, it's that big, blue building when you're driving down to Dunleary and I have spent many a time in there as well I know that it's buzzing entrepreneurs there's a lot of you know shyness ego strategy tactics all flourishing out of that that if you could raise energy if you could if you could have a beam Simon on energy of of entrepreneurship and you pointed it at that building it would be like a glowing rainbow a glowing rainbow and Marie, how are you? How are you? I'm good. And uh, thank you for having me on the show today. Um, it's great to be here. Delighted to have you on. Tell me, it's been gone since 2017, 2017? Actually, would you believe, Joe, since 2007? 2007, I apologise. Um, I apologise. I have to say, um, it's 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 probably one of those, um, you know, beacons for entrepreneurs that's probably not, uh, if you like, uh, shut its own voice uh, highly enough because the the output that comes out of the media cube is is really quite impressive. Um, as I say, we started in, in in 2007, and believe it or not, that building has created over a thousand jobs in that period. So um, you know, uh, there's some very very um, innovative people um, coming through the building and continue to do so. And um, lots going on at the moment, um, which I'll, I'll tell you about now shortly. Definitely. And, and what, what, so, sorry, Joe, what, what kind of entrepreneurs come through you? I mean, it, it, it's described as the media cube. They're not all just media type entrepreneurs, are they? Well, actually, we have quite a lot of companies that tend to be in the kind of creative space. And we do like to see companies that are, um, if you like, um, mirroring the uh, research that we're doing on the campus here in um, IADT. So we would have a, a kind of a high proportion in, the, in that area. But what we've found, and, and this is probably more recently we've, we've, we've discovered, I suppose, as the kind of global economy has become more digitized, really IADT is very well positioned in those spaces. And as a result, I suppose, um, 
you know, our expertise in areas like user experience, 3D, 2D model making, data visualization, design, film, animation, digital media, cyber psychology, all of that mix, if you like. As a result, um, those skills are kind of needed across all sectors now. So we're, we're finding that the demand, if you like, has, has really increased, um, particularly over the last five years. One of the things that I love about the whole idea as well is, as you know, a lot of people go into the business through New Frontiers. That's right. That application then get the funding and then they're brought into the into the cube and they get the mentoring and they get to speak to other people. And there's a lot of brainstorming within, mm-hmm. you know, in it's a community. It really is a yeah. community. Mm-hmm. And after when the new frontiers, when that program is up, a lot of companies have the option then to stay there and stay within the hub and grow as well. Instead of going, right, your time is up now. Out, yeah. on to, out onto your ear there. On a- yeah. And, and like what I would say, probably in the first instance to say to people, you know, if, if you're thinking of starting a business and you really think that your business has international potential, New Frontiers is definitely the way to go because it will certainly stress test your business idea. But as I say to people, bring on the no early. And if you need to change or pivot let that that happen early so that you know your own time is very valuable so you, you want to make sure that you're investing well in your business so um companies that come through new frontiers that are as we would see it solid enough we would encourage them to stay within the incubation center in the media cube and um those companies tend then to license space from us um because, you know, at that stage, they are probably hiring people and they're beginning, if you like, to scale up a team. Now, this is, if you like, is actually the most challenging time for a startup because invariably um, they will be looking at potentially raising funding as well. So there's a lot of things coming at them at the one time. They're, they're taking on new people. They, If you like, as a sole founder, you might be moving now from wearing you know, a couple of hats and now you have to manage other people along with it. And then you also have to look at maybe raising funding. So that in itself is, a, is it can be quite a challenging road. So we like to encourage companies to, to stay with us in the kind of mentoring environment so that we can help you through that, that scale up process. Um, and I should say, you know, in the Media Cube, we actually have an in-house uh, venture capital company that uh, we call on to help um, companies that are looking at fundraising. So um, Enterprise Equity, um, Connor O'Connor and, and Tom Shinquan, they actually play a, a very um, educational role with our companies. Um, because, I mean, if it's one thing I, I often say to, the, to, to our entrepreneurs, you know, it takes longer than it takes. You know, you, you talk about raising whatever, uh, you think you're going to do it in a year. Well, you know what? Actually, the planning for that may happen a whole lot longer than that. And you need to be um, ready for that. So being able to tap into the likes of enterprise equity, um, kind of in a safe environment without feeling you're under pressure and to put your ducks in a row so that you're um, in a position uh, to be ready. To, to ready on it, yeah. Understand who's yeah. the right partner for you if you're going to, if you're going to have an investor. Simon? Yeah, no, I was just thinking... Uh, 
Some, somebody recently told me that Ireland would be in the top two or three countries in Europe for digital skills, but it's towards the back end in terms of soft skills for the younger generations. And I wonder, is there anything that, that you do um, directly or indirectly to help some of those businesses with their soft skills, things like assertiveness and influencing and networking, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, New Frontiers spends so much time on um, developing the skills, if you like, for people to pitch their businesses, you know, to be able to talk confidently about what they do, but get it down succinctly. So, so that's actually a big um, aspect of, of, the, of the program because um, actually it's those soft skills. And as you say, Simon, being able to influence people to buy into what you're doing is, is, is you know, a really critical um, uh, skill set. I, I th- yeah, I think I think it is. And one of the reasons, because when a company, you know, a guy, have, people have an idea and, you know, the people that they're speaking to is their parents and their friends and they're all going, they're great. It's brilliant. It's great. It's great. And and when they go mm-hmm. in and meet yourselves, you're hitting them with those hard ca- questions. You're telling them the truth and you're saying that's not going to work. And what I've noticed as well, there's one thing I always know is when you're speaking to new entrepreneurs, when they, the one saying, if we only get 1% of the millions of people yeah. out there, you go, oh, here we go, the 1%. We all yeah. want the 1%. We all want it. But the other thing as well, which it is, is that sometimes a business will go in to your venture, okay, into the hub, and it might actually come out as something totally different. And yeah. that's what I love about it. That it's, yeah, it's I mean, that's not unusual. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, that's that's very commonplace. And I mean, I suppose the other thing to say is, and, um, you know, I, I think, you know, entrepreneurs learn from each other. You know, there's nothing better than learning from somebody who's already made the mistake because, God, you, you definitely feel it. You've taken it home and you never want someone else to, to, to feel the pain you felt yourself. So um, that's a big aspect, I suppose, of, um, you know, the MediaCube, the network generally, you know, um, a lot of our alumni would be, um, would still be in touch with us, despite having left many years earlier. Um, And it's because there's that kind of safe environment to to share the, the problems that they're meeting on a daily basis. It's like I'm learning from you, Simon, every day. I I remember when starting up my business, you know, I used to say to people, I sleep like a baby every night. I wake up every two hours. (laughs) So tell us, what is new? What's new? Anything coming down the road that we need our uh, our listeners need to know? Well, the big news, I suppose, from the MediaCube perspective is that we are launching our own standalone New Frontiers program now in partnership with Nova UCD. So uh, this is this is a big achievement because while we were operating the New Frontiers program since 2013 with um, Dublin Institute of Technology, now known as TU Dublin, um, we would have been a, I suppose, a minor partner in the delivery of, of that program. So we would have only had a kind of a part time team in place to deliver uh, the program. But what has happened in recent times is just the number of entrepreneurs coming from, I suppose, the Dunleary, Ratdown, North Wicklow area has grown substantially. So there really was the feeling that, you know, there was a lot of support available in this area, but we hadn't connected the dots. 
So um, in talking with uh, Nova UCD, they also acknowledged they needed a structured program to deal with their early stage uh, startups and, and they didn't have that. So by us collaborating together, we're effectively uh, providing that first gate for um, early stage startups. So if you like, we can direct them then if they if companies or individuals get through that program, some may not, and that's okay. They may not be ready, but at least we have them on the radar. And if they um, do uh, are successful and come through the program, we can direct them then into other uh, supports that are already in the area. So, for example, um, Nova UCD have a plethora of accelerator programs. Up to now, I, they would have had to go through to UCD to be able to avail of that. But now we're kind of joining the dots in terms of all the supports that are in the area and we can kind of channel them through more kind of effectively. So that's, you know, a big win, I think, for everybody. Um, and I think it makes things easier for entrepreneurs to navigate the maze of supports, which can be complex. Definitely. Definitely. Simon, we've got about a minute left here. No, it's great. I think, I think as you said, Emery, you know, I, I work with a large number of SMEs and the biggest challenge they all face is there's so many, you know, there's, there's so much confusion out there in, in relation to, you know, where you get your money from and grants and loans and tax yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Having a, a mentor organization that can help navigate all that with you, I think, is invaluable. So it's Yeah, and to, be, and to say as well, you know, um, Simon, as I am not a funder, like entrepreneurs, and I say with this with the greatest respect, they can be truthful with me. They can, you know, they can be honest. And um, I think that's a good position to be in because, if you like, entrepreneurs feel comfortable then to, to say, look, this is really where I'm at, you know, yeah. and um for me, the, the awful thing is if when you meet an entrepreneur and they're too far down the road and have missed funding that they could have availed of, and they've really, you know, had a, a very difficult startup journey because they missed the, the necessary support. So um, we're very excited. Our, our, our New Frontiers program, our new one, is starting in October. We're looking for applicants now. So um, if there's anyone out there with a, a, a business idea, even if it's in its infancy, um, we want to hear about it. Um, so please, um, you know, we would be delighted to hear. What's um, the web address? What's the web address? So um, the web address is if you just go uh, www.newfrontiers.iadt.ie. That's sorry, that's the email address, newfrontiers.iadt.ie. One of the things that I know, and I have to give you, you know, the badge of honor for as well. If it wasn't for yourselves, there would be a lot of people out there who wouldn't have a business. So, you know, hat off, you do great stuff um, and keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, well, you know what? I always say this, like it's a privilege to be working with people who really are putting themselves out there and the impact they make. Um, and it's a real thrill to be on the journey with them, which is often like a roller coaster. Um, but it's great when you see the rewards coming back. Definitely. Great stuff. Simon, you have to go to the building. And if you go right up to the top of that building, there's glass windows and you can have a coffee, especially on a blue, sunny day like today. And you can look the best over views the bay. of Dublin, uh, of, of, of Dunleary Harbour there. I've driven, I've driven past that building hundreds of times on the way down. And I've wondered... 
why is it so tall and so narrow? <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I tell you exactly, Simon. We wanted to maximize the, the, the number of units that we could have. Oh, I get it. The, the maximum yeah. number of startups in the building. That's so cool. that's why it's so tall. <laughs> Now I know. And it's open 24 hours if, if you know, someone is working yeah, in there. 360 yeah, days a year. It's open all so, the time. Um, I'm sure there's a couple of people living room. in there that you don't know. Henry, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Sponsored by the Dunleary Rattown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Yes, Simon. Do you know the, the Cube and even, do you know, the enterprise houses and all the enterprise boards all over Dublin. Dublin is a hub and I believe Ireland is a tech hub for Europe as well. I really do. You know? Ireland is the Silicon Valley of Europe. You're right. It's uh, yeah. so much happens here. And I don't know whether government fully appreciates the strength of the of the SME sector. I mean, you've got IDA and the big multinationals, which are great, but but this is where it really happens. This is where innovation really happens in the smaller businesses. Keep keeps us afloat. Keeps us afloat. And for all those companies as well that want to check out, um, who want to know how they can navigate through their own business and through their own self development, they got to check out Business Eye Advisory, where myself and Simon. We'll sit down with you, hash things out, and hopefully make your business successful. Businesseyeadvisory.com.com.com. Did I dot com? Sorry, dot com. Until next week, folks, I want to say thank you for listening. Uh, love that uh, we're getting great feedback from people as well. Um, so I, I think myself and Simon might be taking a break for maybe a holiday. I'm going away in a week anyway um, <laughs> for a while and taking a break. But look, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Talk to you again Thanks next week. Bye.